Good morning and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. I can't believe it's the end of January. I don't know about you, but it flew by for me. I heard someone say the other day that January is the Monday of the new year. I thought that was funny. So, okay, we're done our Monday. But this is the time of year that people start to slack a little bit on their resolutions. So how's that weight loss resolution going for you? People say they're going on a diet. First of all, the first part of that word is the word diet. Nobody likes that. I like to say nutrition plan or healthy eating program just sounds so much better. But what if we turn that around? Instead of eating to lose weight, what if we just ate to live healthier and live a better life? And you know what's great about that? We will lose weight anyway. Most healthy eating plans have a few basic rules in common. They recommend reducing added sugars, refined carbohydrates, and vegetable oils, artificial ingredients, trans fats, and processed foods. And they focus on whole foods and fresh ingredients. So if you've been struggling with a diet to lose weight, it might be time to try eating to live healthier. So when it comes to our food and nutrition, let's avoid the junk and get real. Lots more coming up today on Living Well with Robin Stoloff on Light 96.9. What's one simple thing we can all do to improve the health of our planet? Recycle. And here to talk more about it is Matt Donato, president of the ACUA. Matt, we know that we should be doing it, but what's the reason behind it? Yeah, so every time we put something in the recycling bin, we're avoiding actually putting it into a landfill. And a landfill is a natural resource that you know takes up space. And that material just sits there for hundreds of years trying to decompose, but the plastics and metals and and glass that we're we're supposed to be recycling goes into the landfill and and just takes up space. We only have so much space, so much land in our world. And you think about every community and the trash that builds up everywhere. it's, It's a lot. So what actually happens when you recycle and what should we be recycling? So that material goes to a processing facility and they're separating, you know, those different types of plastics, they're separating the metal, the glass. And, you know, we always kind of try to educate people to, to keep it simple, you know, number ones and number two plastics and number fives, and that's it. And that's really your soda bottles, that's your milk jugs, your detergent, some yogurt cups. But really, again, you want clean material going into that recycling bin, your glass, metal, uh, and paper, obviously, cardboard, breaking down your cardboard. You know, the peanut butter jar that's that's full of peanut butter, just throw it in the trash. You know, the, the peanut butter is going to contaminate the process. What about pizza boxes? So pizza boxes are always a uh, controversial item. Again, if you just think about what material is clean. So if the pizza box is covered in cheese on the top of it, just throw it out. If it's clean, certainly put it in the recycling. And we're really not supposed to recycle plastic bags, correct? Correct. Yeah. So plastic bags really foul up the process of sorting. So there's a lot of rollers, there's a lot of conveyor belts, and that plastic ends up getting wrapped around there and causing shutdowns to these plants uh, and really causes a lot of downtime for them to be able to process that material. The ACUA recycled 36,000 tons of recycling last year. So put that in perspective for us. Yeah, so think of the big collection trucks that we have driving around throughout the county. It's about 6,000 of those trucks, you know, full of recycling material. That's incredible. So we're doing our part by doing something so simple. Just make sure that you separate your recycling from your trash, put it out on your recycling day, and the ACUA does the rest. Yes, absolutely. Keep it simple, and uh, when in doubt, throw it out. All right, thanks so much. Matt Donato, president of the ACUA, with the ACUA's monthly eco-tip making the earth a healthier place to live. And you are living well on Light 96.9.
I don't have time. It's the age-old excuse for not exercising. But here's the good news. In just 10 minutes a day, you can make a significant impact on your health with at-home yoga. It can ease muscle aches and soreness, improve posture, increase flexibility reduce stress, lower blood pressure, and boost your mood by releasing the feel-good hormones, endorphins, and dopamine. We all have 10 extra minutes a day. Think about it. 10 minutes is about the time it takes to watch a YouTube video, check social media, take a coffee break, or read a magazine. If you're struggling to get physical activity into your life, why not use that time in another way for a simple yoga workout? And here's a great way to get motivated. Place a yoga mat beside your bed or in another part of your house where you can't miss it. Remember, something is better than nothing, and moving your body is never a waste of time. It's money in the bank. To help you get started, we have three simple 10-minute yoga workouts on our health page at WFPG.com. Click health on our app or just visit our Facebook page. Living Well on Light 96.9. Imagine living into your late 90s, even past 100, in good health. It's not uncommon in the blue zones. When I first learned about them, I was fascinated. The blue zones are regions in the world where people live longer and healthier lives than anywhere else. Researchers have identified just five blue zones in our world. Greece, Japan, Italy, Costa Rica, and Loma Linda, California. Yes, we have one in the U.S. While traditions and cultures are very different, these regions share common lifestyle practices that promote longevity, such as a plant-based diet, regular physical activity, and strong social connections. People in the Blue Zones also tend to have a sense of purpose, which helps them stay motivated and engaged with life. By adopting some of these lifestyle practices, we can improve our own health and well-being. Remember, small changes can make a big difference in our health and our happiness. So let's live a Blue Zone lifestyle today. You are living well on Light 96.9. It's a relatively common disorder that affects our jaw. Here to talk more about TMD is Dr. Preston Benoob. He's an oral and maxillofacial surgeon out of Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us. So what exactly is it? Hey, Robin, thanks for having me. Excited to be sure. here. First of all, your TMJ stands for temporomandibular joint, which is literally just your jaw joint. Everyone has a TMJ, but the problem is... When your jaw joint starts hurting and becoming painful, and maybe the muscles around your jo jaw joint start hurting when you're chewing, this becomes TMD, temporomandibular joint disorder. Some people start to notice clicking and popping, pain in front of their ears, muscle aches, and trouble opening. Um, and some people's mouths even get stuck open. So what do you do for it? So a lot of the time, TMD can be treated just through education. We do something called conservative therapy. The name of the game for that is resting your jaw joint. Just like if you're an athlete and you sprained your ankle, would you go and run a marathon, Robin? No, I would no. not. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't run a marathon anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. But the point is you do need to rest the joint. So it's the same thing. We use our jaw every day. A lot of people grind their teeth at night. And that all of those things work your jaw constantly. So you need a way to rest your jaw. So what we do is put people on a soft food diet. You're really not chewing. Mashed potato consistency, liquid foods, giving that jaw the ability to rest. And there's other things we can do to relax it. Warm compresses, massages, and then sometimes we give medications like NSAIDs. For the majority of patients, this can really help their TMD symptoms and we don't have to go to more severe treatments. What exactly causes it? So there's two main categories. I call this macro trauma and micro trauma. Macro trauma is you, if you end up getting hit in the jaw. But for most people, micro trauma is the problem. And these are habits that you end up doing over years and years and years that put stress 
on your jaw joint and the muscles around. So some people, when they're very stressed, are clenching during the day and they don't even notice. Some people grind their teeth at night. Some people are constantly eating hard foods, which puts a lot of pressure on their joint. Some people are chewing gum all day, resting their hand on their, on their jaw. All of these habits build up pain in your joint that doesn't give it the opportunity to rest. And then you can develop this cyclic pain that really starts to limit the quality of your life. Very interesting. So some habits we need to be aware of. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Preston Benu. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Robin. You are living well on Light 96.9. Cherries are good for so much more than the top of an ice cream sundae. In addition to being a tasty fruit, they have numerous benefits for our bodies. Cherries are loaded with nutrients, which can help reduce our risk of certain diseases. Bing cherries are one of our best options. We've got four of the biggest benefits of cherries and why we all should be eating more of them at WFPG.com. Click health on the dropdown of our app or visit our Facebook page. Living well on Light 96.9. 50 million Americans suffer with chronic pain. It affects one in five of us, but we don't have to live with it. Many people get relief with interventional pain management. And here with more is Dr. Dipti Mangla. She's a triple board certified anesthesiologist, fellowship trained in interventional pain management from Cleveland Clinic, and owner and medical director of Mainland Pain Management in Limwood. Thanks for joining me, Dr. Mangla. What are some of the issues you treat? I usually say head to toe pain, but mostly many of my pain patients are from spine, neck, back, headaches. I treat pelvic pain, abdominal pain, joint pain. I know you try to limit the use of opioids in your practice, which is a good thing. So what do you do with interventional pain management? My philosophy is a combined comprehensive pain management, along with physical therapy, chiropractic therapy, and injections with steroids. I do from minor procedures like steroids, nerve blocks, to something like a bigger procedure like kyphoplasty, which are surgical, like spinal cord stimulators. I do more than 165 procedures. It will depend on what patient brings in that I will talk about the pain. You came from another practice and opened your own practice last year at Cornerstone in Limwood. How are your patients doing? Most of my patients followed me, and it is very heartwarming to see that people just like to come to us and trust us enough to put their health in our hands. When you're out of pain, it makes such a difference. And where can people reach you if they have some questions? At my website, painmanagement.com. Pain management specialist, Dr. Dipti Mangla. And I continue my conversation with Dr. Mangla on my podcast, Living Well with Robin Stoloff. Listen wherever you get your podcast, or you can watch it on my YouTube channel. There is so much more to talk about. There's a lot of different treatment options. If you suffer with chronic pain, you need to watch or listen to this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Until next time, keep living well.